This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Diamond Shine. Diamond Shine is the premier car wash chemical manufacturer dedicated to maximizing the profitability and performance of car washes nationwide. Visit diamondshine.com today to learn from the industry experts. Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. My guest today is Eric Wolf, who's the CEO of the International Car Wash Association in Chicago. And Eric, thanks for joining us today on our show. Thank you so much, David. Happy to be here. Yeah. Eric's had an exciting career. He's uh, uh, started off as a financial planner and then uh, went to work as an executive director for fraternities, I guess. Is that correct? That's right. And it's it's not so different from my current gig in many respects, David. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're dealing with kids. You're dealing with wild kids. So <laughs> Better you say that than difference. me. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So you did that until 2006, and then you went to work for the association management company, Smith Buckland, and uh, worked for them. Uh, for about six years, you've been the executive director probably since, I'm going to guess, 2008. Is that correct? Um. 2009 for ICA, right. yes. So okay. I went to work for the management company first. And then in 13, uh, several of us left the employment of that management company and became the direct employees of ICA, which was, I think, the first time that's happened since the 60s, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been our executive director and leading us, leading the charge, and we appreciate it. Uh, you've, you're a graduate of University of Iowa and Union University as an MBA from Union University. And um Appreciate you coming on. Well, you know, you and I have had a lot of discussions. So you and I have spent a lot of time together this year. I'm the board chair of the International Car Wash Association. So we've talked a lot about the future of car washing. And I, want, I thought it'd be good for us to sort of record a conversation on some of the ideas and thoughts that we've had. Because we we think about it a lot and things are changing quite a bit in this market. Not only in the car wash industry, but also in the automotive industry. We're seeing quite a bit of change in the automotive industry, a lot of technologies are coming about and car ownership, uh, the way cars are, are going to dramatically change, I think, in the next 10 or 20 years. But uh, I want to kind of get your perspective on it. But we've seen a massive amount of growth here in the last, would you say, five years in the car wash industry? I think so. What do you think is what do you think is driving that? Yeah, particularly the last three to four, maybe even sooner than that, it's really taken off. And um you know, I guess just stepping back for a minute, I, I feel very fortunate to be involved in the industry now because I think there's a there is a and there's always a risk of over overstating the time period that you're residing in, but I just think right now is a fascinating time. I mean, I go back to oh six when I first got into the car wash industry through the association and it was a busy time, oh six, oh seven before the financial crash. I mean, we had, you know, big trade shows and lots of activity and new construction. But there are lots of, I know we'll talk about it, there are lots of, I think, things that have foundationally changed. And I think the next 10 years might change more than the previous five or so. So again, I know we'll get into the factors, but I agree with you, David. I think this is, um, you know, it's easy to say and look back or look at the big picture and say, boy, the growth is really taking off. And it is. I mean, you know, top line, let's say sales, um, you know, numbers of cars washed, number of stores being built. Those are all exciting. But I think there's things under those top line numbers that are even more interesting. 
Yeah. So what what do you think are some of the mega trends that are driving this growth at this time? Well, um, you know, you and I have talked about these different sort of stages of growth in the past, and we can we can I'm sure we'll go through that. But I think right now, some of the things that we're seeing are, um, you know, number one, this. Um, what I call the hyper growth, let's say, of these regional and national change. I mean, as you know, there's only a couple of companies really that can say they have stores from coast to coast. But there's lots of companies and an increasing number of companies that that have very strong presence in large um, metropolitan areas or regions. And those groups, I think, let's say that they are you know more than seven stores plus, let's say, um, those are growing, I think, at a faster clip than than anyone else. And and so I think through acquisition and through construction, there's a lot of energy there. The other thing happening is, is um, uh, I think there, there's some standardization around this express exterior model. I mean, this is, that model is almost 20 years old now. Um, but, you know, that's where all of the energy on new construction and even conversion is. And I think there's lots of things about that model that make growth, whether it's consolidation or net new store construction, make it uh, more possible and more successful because it's easier to scale and manage. Not that it's yeah. easy, but easier. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think the subscription program that has been taking off the last five years in particular, I'd say the modern subscription, the modern monthly, and we can define that in a couple of different ways, has fueled it. And then the fourth thing might be uh, the, the outside investment um, into the car wash business uh, at, you know, my two cents is my view is that this industry has been undercapitalized in some respects for quite a bit of time, um, and you're seeing not just uh, it's not just commercial lending and you know the people coming in getting SBA loans like it was maybe in '06 and '07, the last big period of growth, but it's professional money coming in, whether that be private equity or or, or private placements or private pools. You know that their people are coming in with the money to do multiple car washes right away, not just build one and see how it goes. And, and they're bringing new ideas and new retail expertise into the business. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like uh, the availability of capital is one of the biggest drivers. I think, you know, I've heard numbers of half a trillion dollars or a trillion and a half dollars of capital sitting on the sidelines looking for places to go. And we, we've been to a few meetings where there's been some discussion around the automotive aftermarket industry. So I guess we're considered part of the aftermarket industry. Is that would you say that's correct? You know, I, I guess in some respects, yes. I mean, I always I always think of us as a retail business, but yeah, of course, we depend upon the automotive sector to that. That's that's the flow through of our retail model. Um, so I think it's a, it's a blend of those two. But certainly, the automotive changes really that you're probably going to get to are really also impacting us. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's the, the advent of the Exterior Express, that model maturing. I think I think investors can get their head around that. They can understand it better. It seems like it's a more, uh, it's it's an easier model to, to execute on. I think probably when car washes were more flex serves or full serves, it was probably difficult for uh, investors to get their brain around it in terms of what do you have to do to make that successful. And there was a lot of dramatic changes in revenue depending on what was going on with weather in certain parts of the country. So there wasn't that predictable revenue model like you see more with Exterior Express Plus and even laying over that, the the subscription model is making it easier for big investors to get their brain around car washing and uh, as, a, as something that they can invest in and have a predictable revenue stream on. You, you uh, 
You had a quote here from uh, the ICA publication in 1984, which I think it was kind of fun back then. We always tried to look in the future and figure out what was going on. What was the quote that uh, was in that publication in 1984? Yeah, it's fascinating. So this is th- this was actually supposedly delivered at the 1984 ICA convention. And um, I, I don't recall, I have to look, is it, it was either the executive director at the time or the board chairman was speaking to the membership and they talked about um, what the future might hold. And the quote is, looking into the crystal ball shows the car wash of the future using supersonic laser rays to remove the dirt. And a special set of air jets will provide a cushion similar to hydrofoil action to propel the car through. I think it's amazing. And I think the important word there is supersonic laser rays. Um, That's right. You just can't have laser rays. They've got to be supersonic. Which... Absolutely. Tur- probably turbo as well. <laughs> so it's interesting, you know, kind of what our perception of what the car washing business was like. I don't even want to think how far back that was. That was at least 30 years ago. But um, so the, the, the technology has obviously changed, but there is the fundamental technology is still pretty much the same. Um you know, in terms of how we wash a car, we've gotten better at it. We've got better equipment, but we still need cloth. We still need water. We still need soap. And we still need something to push it through the, the car wash. So those those things have not changed. Um, yeah, you, it's, it's funny. If you look back at that quote, I mean, what the, what? and I don't know the context, so to be fair to the people who delivered that, but I mean, that, that they're focusing on the how of washing the car. And you're right. That, at the risk of f- offending those who have delivered lots of innovation, I mean, that's not what's changed the most though, right? I mean, the until... Until perhaps I've heard people talk about until we can uh, reverse the charge of a surface and drop all of the uh, dirt off of a of a surface of a car, you know that would be transformative. Until then, we're kind of rearranging a lot of the basics that you're talking about: dwell and chemistry and friction, etc. But what's really changed is the ability to process the I think the 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 ability to scale a business by locations and size and profitability. Um, the marketing prowess, you know, I think our store design, uh, menu, menuing, all those kinds of things, those have changed way more than how a car was washed in 1984. Right, right. And these washes are turning from an industrial-looking environment to more of a retail-looking environment. And I think that's where we're seeing some of the biggest biggest improvements in the industry is the way they look. How do they appeal to the customer? What's the customer experience when they go through? And people are putting a lot of time, energy, and effort into those factors. And even within the tunnel, we're seeing people put a lot of energy into how do they make that a pleasant experience for the person that stays in their car. Again, Xero Express is primarily people ride through. So now they're part of that process where before in full service, they got out of the car that what was in the tunnel didn't really matter. You might have had a few windows in the customer service area where you can see through and wash your car being washed, but they weren't part of the process. Now they're part of the process. So that's introduced a whole nother series of things that people have to think about and you're seeing improvements with with lava foam and led lights and um, things to make it an exciting experience for the family yeah it's it's thinking about the tunnel from thinking about the tunnel as just the means to almost part of the end that is what you're delivering that experience in the tunnel not just sort of the the behind the counter uh, you know, in the kitchen stuff that happens that it, and, and the, the, the dining area needs to be nice. It's like saying the whole restaurant, the customer's going to be in the whole restaurant and you want the entire experience to be, to be um, attractive to them. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. No, I see, no, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go I was going to say that, you know, I think there's two sides of that coin though, David. One is, 
the model of the exterior, the ride-through, provides an opportunity to deliver an experience to the customer in that tunnel. On the other hand, I think what some people are grappling with and, and, and delivering some innovation around, too, is but that's really limiting the opportunity for the car wash owner employee slash employee to interface with the driver. Right. So, right. so how do you maintain that connection with the customer? It's it's a far cry from, let's say, the old school, quote unquote, full serve where they might come in and they're going to get a cup of coffee and sit there and you might get to know them and their family. And, um, you know, now we're, we're going through a gate that automatically opens because it recognizes an RFID tag and it's flying through the wash. And that's good. But also it uh, there's some perhaps some challenges in terms of getting to know the customer. Yeah, I agree. And that's one of the biggest challenges I think we have in Exterior Express is getting to know our customer and getting to understand our customer. We don't have that interaction as much. So you've got to really focus that in your business and and get your employees to really spend some time, you know, getting to know the customer in other ways. But it is challenging, right? It's, it, it is very convenient. So it's very convenient for the end customer now. And a lot of people like the fact they don't have to talk to anybody. So, you know, they can get in, get out, vacuum their car, get on with what they're doing during the day. But that poses a challenge, both a benefit and a challenge to the Exterior Express car wash owner in terms of, uh, you know, how do you really understand your customer? Well, what's their frequency? What do they want? What do they don't want? So that's why that marketing and that those customer touch points are important. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you you look at, you know, it's it maybe compare it. I hadn't thought about this until I was listening to you speak, but compare it to, you know, the focus on quick serve restaurant, fast food. Think of the burger joints that have been around, you know, throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and all the growth they had. And that was about speed, speed, speed. What you've seen the last five years is a lot of explosion and interest and growth in this sort of premium casual dining, right? Which right. isn't it isn't as fast. It's more expensive, but it's a better experience and a better product. And maybe there's a corollary there with car washing. Yeah, yeah. You could be right. You could be right. And I think they call it, is it the term fast casual? Is that what they use in the restaurant industry? Maybe. That, I'm, I'm, I'm in the side of the pool. I shouldn't be swimming. In, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but you think about it. I mean, they're more premium, premium uh, experiences for the customer. Slower, better, better, uh, better product. Uh, but it's not uh, it's not you know walking in and getting your lunch in thirty seconds or a minute. So um, I don't think speed's going away, but it's an interesting comparison. Yeah. This episode of the How of Car Washing is sponsored by Diamond Shine. Diamond Shine is the premier car wash chemical manufacturer dedicated to maximizing the profitability and performance of car washes, efficiently producing clean, dry, and shiny cars nationwide. Diamond Shine helps operators create a top-notch wash experience and satisfied repeat customers. From branding and marketing to on-site problem solving, Diamond Shine's team delivers results. Visit DiamondShine.com today to learn more from the industry experts. So ICA does a decent, does a good job of, uh, you know, identifying the history of car washing. You've We've been able to record some of that and identify, and we've got a really great sign in our ICA headquarters office. Do you want to talk about the sign? And then do you want to give just a little bit of history of car washing for people who are not familiar with it? Oh, gosh, yeah. So the, the that's we love that piece in our office. So we have our, our headquarters office is relatively small in downtown Chicago, but we have this big installation when you walk in the door 
which is one half of the original sign from the original, what was called Paul's Auto Wash in Detroit, Michigan, um, that was on Woodward Avenue. And by most accounts, that's the first modern conveyorized automatic car wash in the world. Um, not the first car wash alone, not the first automatic car wash, not the first um, production line car wash. You can go back all the way to 1913 in Portland, we think is the very first semblance of a process-oriented business for washing vehicles. But Paul's kind of changed everything, um, opening up in the mid to late 1940s. And so the uh, it's, it's today a parking lot. Last I've heard, it's a parking lot. So the business is no longer there. Um, but we had heard that the sign was in storage at the Detroit Historical Society. So we contacted them a few years ago when we were moving offices and wanted to see if they would sell uh, the sign to us. And they, they won't sell it, but they're leasing it to us for whatever the term may be. Um, so we have one half of it on the wall mounted. And um, I don't know, what do you think, David? It's got to be eight feet see, yeah. tall by five feet wide it's or something. Huge. Yeah, absolutely yeah. huge. So it's a, it's a huge piece of um, car wash history. And uh, we have the sign. And actually, someone years ago had delivered the brick to ICA as well, a brick from the, from the actual building when it was being torn down. So we have those pieces from where the, where the industry began. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably safe to say that 1940s, when the explosion of automobiles came into play, that's when people started thinking about how do I automate the car wash process? Is that fair assumption? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the industry largely grew up, um, you know, with with all the things that were happening demographically and in transportation in the 50s and 60s, right? So, so um, you know, you and I have looked at this stuff in the past, but if you look at some of these graphs we've looked at are, you know, vehicles per thousand people and the estimated number of vehicles traveled, the number of, you know, the number of cars owned per person, all of these graphs are these nice up and to the right. You know, everything's yeah. everything's growing over that, really the second half of the 20th century. Um, and, and the car wash industry would would be following along with that. And, and so part of that's driven by automotive and part of it's also driven by the other graph that we like that we've been looking at now only since the 90s. But I think the second phase of growth for this industry has been the, DIY, or the, um, the DIFM, do it for me, growth. So, you know, I think uh, we, we know statistically less than half of automobile owners in the early 90s declared that they would most frequently visit a professional car wash. And now that's 70% of people visit a professional car wash. And I think it's driven by lots of things. You know, look at everything else. It's about speed and convenience and ease. And so we grew up with automobiles. We accelerated, I think, with do it for me. And I think, you know, maybe we're entering a third phase now of um, for the industry of the other growth factors we talked about. Yeah, I think about my kids. I don't, have your kids ever washed a car in a driveway? Listen, if they did, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> that was a trick question. Truthfully, I yeah, I, I couldn't disclose. But, but, but no, of course not. Okay. Yeah. I, I, my, my kids never did either. And that was kind of a rite of passage as we were growing up, uh, to wash the car on Saturday. You did that with your dad and it was, it's kind of a Americana, uh, type of experience that we used to do. But I think people now are so time constrained that they're looking to cut out many things. And one of them I think was car washing. I think they decided it's just not worth the time or energy of effort to wash your car when you can, you know, you can, get to an exterior express car wash and do it within five minutes and it does a great job. Uh, it's not worth, you know, putting the effort into doing it at home. 
So, you know, I, I think, I think the generation coming up today probably has probably never washed a car in, in a driveway. And, um, you know, I think people just kind of have moved away from that as something that's less can, uh, it's more convenient to get it done. I so, agree. You know, and, and kudos to the industry. I mean, part of it is, I think that it's the general do it for me approach, right? You're, you're, well, your time is so precious. You're happy to spend money to save time. The other part of it is, if you look even even 20 years ago, I'd say, I don't know if you'd agree, but look at chemistry and look at the types of cloth and um, look at the technology we have for sensing the profile of a car. I mean, we just, and and cars admittedly are shaped better for consistent processing and cleaning. So I think we do a much better job putting out consistently clean and dry cars than ever before as well, which only is like a self-reinforcing trend. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And and then we were able to do them quicker too. So the wait time, I mean, in full service back 20 years ago might have been a 30 to 60 minute process for somebody to really get your car clean. And and people just don't have the time for that right now. So you're seeing increased speeds even in the flex serve and the full serve model. But Exterior Express, people know for the most part, they're going to be able to get in and out quickly. And I think that increases their likelihood to want to wash their car uh, people say it's an impulse purchase. Do you believe that, Eric? I mean, I, I hear that time and time again. And uh, I, I, for me, it's a planned purchase, but generally they say it's an impulse purchase. Yeah. And, and part of that might be, you know, the definition of those words. I, I don't, I wouldn't consider it an impulse. I think of impulse. I think of the stuff when you check out at the gas, you know, check out at the convenience store, the stuff that you totally don't need or want, but because it's so cheap, you're you almost buy it on a whim. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's certainly a convenience purchase. It's certainly, I think, driven by, you know, is there a wash? And our research would show this, our, our consumer research over the years. Is there a car wash that does a good job near me that's quick to get in and out of and does a good job? I mean, those are the drivers. So um, I don't know if it's, it's as much impulse as it is convenience. Yeah, it might be one of those things they put on their list. You know, I got five things I'm going to do Saturday morning. Car washing is one of them. Um, if they get there and the line's too long, maybe that's one they'll drop and go do the other four events, but, yep. um, maybe that's where the impulse comes in. Yeah. But yeah. You sort of broken the growth here in the last 20 years in the three different stages. Do you want to talk about kind of our modern growth stages where we're at? Yeah, sure. So we, we, we had some fun with, um, we were actually asked to do a presentation to a bunch of car wash operators on sort of our perspective on the industry. And these are ideas that have been kicking around for a while. And then we put them together and tried to organize them and, 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 and more so to, in, to initiate dialogue than say, this is the way it is. Okay. So that's my caveat, but, but we kind of broke things into three of the modern growth stages. And so I'm going to say modern is from 2000 forward. So before that, we've talked about the industry grew up with the automotive industry and, you know, we began to see do it for me, um, in the nineties. And then beginning in two, let's say roughly 2000 to 2015, that first modern stage, you know, we think that the Express Exterior, Exterior Express, however you call it, but the idea of the ride-through car wash, do-it-yourself vacuuming, etc., you know, that was transformative for the industry. That changed things dramatically in terms of, you know, I mean, you know, labor as a fixed cost, you know, oh boy, compared to managing labor at a full service. Um, you know, the, the, the conversion we think of people from the driveway to that mo- car wash model because it was at typically priced very affordably and quick. So that, that express exterior concept from 2000, 2015, you know, huge foundational change for the industry. The second stage, um, again, for 
um, discussion purposes. And, and we'd say it's roughly from 2015 or so. And we just picked 2030. That's not because we said it's necessarily ending on that day. Uh, don't panic yet. But but let's just say we're in the we're in the beginning stages of this second growth stage being driven, we think, largely by two big things. One is the subscription model. And, you know, for most of your listeners, they're going to understand that monthly programs have been around forever. I mean, you, you know, you could pay an unlimited, even unlimited has been around for quite a while, for a long time. Um, but I think things have changed in the subscription model of late. We have seen price points come down. We have seen the use of technology um, to, you know, process those customers faster, dedicated lanes. Um, and, and so I think, you know, you've almost seen like the Netflix model come into car washing and, and you see a lot of adoption of that model. So that's one thing. The second thing in this second stage is just the M&A activity. And I would say it's merger acquisition and it's, it's um, investment in. So it's not just M&A, but it's also people coming in, building ground up. That, that's sometimes less visible to many of us. It's not getting headlines. But I think there's more what I'll call professional, institutional, like capital or like groups coming in and investing like never before. And it's not just the money, but it's also people who have the organizations that have run retail businesses that have done, you know, national development, store development, and they're bringing some really new ideas and new, um, new capital, new energy into the business. Yeah. You know, we, we, uh, we've talked about the fact that even individual operators are talking about doing multiple sites and, and they're not talking about one or two. They're talking about 10 or 20 at this point. And 10 or 15 years ago, to have 10 or 20 sites would have put you in the top 10 as far as car wash operators, possibly. Right. And, and now to have 10 sites, it's almost like, well, that's what everybody has. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, I would say even for us, I mean, and we, we get a unique view into the market, I think, because of the trade show and the people who come and we ask demographic questions and we look at the membership. But uh, it, it is. It, it, it used to be, I would say, when I first perhaps came in in the mid two thousands, you you almost could name all of the companies that had more than ten. You really could off the top of your head. And now it seems like nearly every week or every month, you know, we're we're sitting back and realizing, you know, here's somebody with seven, eight, ten stores we're not familiar with at all. We didn't even know about the organization. Uh, and there's just a lot more of that happening. Yeah. Yeah. So the people that won in stage one, they, they were the people who made the conversion to Exterior Express and some of the OEMs that are out there as far as equipment sales and service. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, look at, uh, you know, look at the, the, the winners from that first stage. And it's absolutely, I think, those that catered to that conveyor Exterior Express model. Um, you know, I think if you looked, let's say, in the 80s, um, maybe the early 90s, and, I, and I'm going back a little bit before my time, but, you know, the, the, I would say that a lot of the rollover companies, uh, the in-bay automatic companies, were in the U.S. market, let's say, and I'm thinking suppliers. I think a lot of those guys were ruling the roost. You know, they, they were really um, seeing explosive growth. But I think if you look from that 2000 period on, it's been the conveyor at the retail level and at the supplier level, those are the companies who have, have really, uh, you know, seen the most dramatic growth. Yeah. For our listeners that don't, uh, have not been privy to the conversations on the Exterior Express history, do you, do you want to give just a brief history of how Exterior Express got to the U.S.? 
Oh gosh, yeah, and I, w- I wish I had all of my notes to to be respectful to the dates and the exact people. But I mean, most most po- most folks would say that the the concept really crystallized with Ben Alford of Benny's Car Washes in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, Ben's a second generation car wash operator and a former ICA president, and now his now his third generation is in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben um, took an idea he saw in Germany. Um, actually, on an ICA, we used to call them management seminars. We'd go and visit foreign markets. And Ben was in Germany and saw the idea of um, people self-vacuuming. Um, ben took the idea of, hey, what if I had this tunnel car wash? And I took the self-vacuuming idea and I married that with the concept of gated entry with payheads. So you wouldn't necessarily have to have... Um, an individual there taking cash or credit card payment, a human, you'd have a payhead, you'd have a, a screen, right? You'd interface with. And so the customer comes in, they swipe a credit card, a gate opens, they go through the wash quickly, process speed becomes paramount. They can va- they can vacuum the car if they want on their own afterwards. There's very little or no prep and there's very little or no dry provided by the car wash on the backside. You all do it through automation. So, you know, that model then launched in the late 90s by Ben, um, you know, became to the point, I think, within within several years, you know, that was the majority model for, for new construction. And even today, I've had many suppliers tell me, you know, they estimate that eight or nine of every conveyor tunnels built in the U.S. are on that model. So it has, uh, it has really exploded. Yeah, yeah. It certainly was interesting that that... Uh... Started in Germany and uh, through, you know, one of the management tours, we were able to understand and bring that concept to the U.S. We we learn we learn a lot from our international friends on how they do car washes, and it, they learn a lot from us. I mean, that that's an important part of I think what ICA does is give us an opportunity to go overseas to see how other operators operate and get some ideas, and they obviously come to Las Vegas and Nashville to our shows and see what we do. I think there's a lot of cross pollination. It's amazing that we're not consistent worldwide in terms of how we approach the car wash industry. Yeah, I, I, it is amazing. Um, and, and I couldn't agree with you more that there is so much to learn from other markets. And um, it's, it's funny, those management seminars I referenced that Ben Alford had gone on with many other, you know, early pioneers in car washing. I mean, they, they were all over the world. I mean, they were in Asia, Australia, Europe. I mean, back in the 60s and 70s when you wondered, boy, what what could those markets have looked like? And But even today, and that's what I think has been most exciting for me over the past few years with the launch of our European trade show. I mean, to be honest, there's a lots of exciting things happening in the European market, but it's also um, exciting just if you think of it from the U.S. perspective for U.S. operators to have I'll call it a platform to go over and meet people and see products and visit washes um, that didn't exist before and then bring that back to the U.S. Now, some operators have been doing that for years. They they, you know, they have the network or the wherewithal to get over there and visit people on their own. Um, but, you know, the couple of hundred operators we had come in 2015 to that show, I still hear stories and I have still seen things at their car washes they have invested in or done because of what they saw through the trade show. So as we look forward, um, I think there's so much we can take, uh, you know, particularly I think the Dutch market is fascinating from a um, customer experience perspective. 
I mean, I think if, if I had to give gross generalizations, the Dutch seem to have down customer experience. The Germans certainly seem to have down processing and right. engineering, as you'd expect. Um, and, and, you know, taking the best of those places along with other things that are, that are happening around Europe and around the world and in Australia, I think um, there's a lot of, of rich content to gather if you're a car wash operator looking to stay ahead. Yeah, yeah. Eric, let's go ahead and end this episode. And we'll uh, we'll continue with stage two later on and talk about more what we think is going to happen in the future of car washing. But uh, if people want to find out more information about the ICA or yourself, where would they go? Well, for the former, go to carwash.org to learn more about the association. Uh, if you want to learn more about me, don't Google. <laughs> don't Google it. Um, just give me a call. We'll talk. And you, uh, you, can, you can find me on the website as well. Yeah, he'll answer his phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's all right. So, great. Thanks, Thanks so much, time, Eric. David. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll continue with, with part two. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The How of Car Washing. And thanks to our show sponsor, Diamond Shine. Please visit us at thehowofcarwashing.com for the show notes to this episode. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.